0: You're listening to Likely Story on Sunrise Robot. Find out how you can support us at sunriserobot.net/slash support. Welcome to episode 26! 26! Happy anniversary to us! <laughs> Yay! Happy anniversary! It's (laughs) Shelby here. And Polly. And we have been making this podcast for a year. A year. That's crazy. It's pretty crazy. Did you ever think this would happen? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. We've spent many a Friday night's recording. Yeah. Well, let's... um, I mean, (laughs) this sounds really crazy because I'm like... Let's just talk about ourselves even more. We don't we don't, a, we we don't do that enough. And we should really take a moment to and discuss ourselves. Talk about ourselves. Yes. Um <laughs> so we've had this podcast for a year. Yeah. And it's really fun. It is really fun. Um what have been Let's do let's go in order. Okay. We're professionals. Yes. We've clearly prepared for this. Of course. Like always. <laughs> like we always prepare for a podcast. So in running a podcast, what have been some of your favorite like moments on the show? On the show. And then in a moment, we can talk generally about podcasting and what it's been like. Okay. Um, I think... Well, my favorite moment, which wasn't my favorite moment at the time, oh, no. was when we recorded an entire podcast, but didn't actually record it. <laughs> so we I, talked for an hour and nothing happened afterwards. And it was a good episode, too. Oh, man. And then it I had could to, have been. It could have been. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to come back the next day. Then I yeah. come back the next, because we couldn't do it that no, night. <laughs> we were no, like, no, no. <laughs> Yep. this isn't happening. Oh my gosh. So I came back the next day and we recorded the podcast <laughs> over again. <laughs> I think what I can't, I should have gone back and like somehow listened to a year's worth of podcasts, but I can't remember if we ever told the story about how we originally um, oh, recorded s- an episode. So like, before oh, yes. We had committed to doing this before we really like, I don't know that we had even settled on a name yet. We had a couple we were throwing around and we recorded an episode and we had a lot of fun and (laughs) then we both like listened to it and we're like, nope, (laughs) this can never be heard (laughs) by people ever. Please delete all files (laughs) related to this and we can either try again or just not do this. (laughs) And then Um, we tried again. And luckily, yes, we gave it, it another it, shot. It got better. It got, it did. I hope. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you, you let us know. You guys are still listening, <laughs> so keep us posted. Tell us um, if it's not. But yeah, so that was pretty funny. Uh, I also like I like looking back at the titles. Oh yes, and like just recalling what the stories were about. Um, and so like. <laughs> Uh, the episode where we basically just watched video of bears. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> uh, so that title is just look at the bears. That was on July 20th of 2015. <laughs> and basically we tried to tell other stories, but we were just watching a live stream of <laughs> bears, bears in Alaska. <laughs> um, what else? There were some other pretty fun. A lot of them have to do with the bachelor and the bachelorette. Um, I, I appreciate more people could have eaten cake. Because that was my only thing that I was upset about after my wedding. (laughs) That was your wedding recap. That not enough people ate cake. Yeah. Um, Also, when we first started the podcast, I only let you tell two stories at a time about animals. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then you got a cat and everything. We haven't actually talked about our animals very much. We haven't. There's been so much other stuff going on. We should add a segment. Just an animal segment. What's up in the lives of our cats? <laughs> I could tell you right now, nothing. They're <laughs> lying around hey, doing nothing. Hey, their lives are hard. Hard lives. Yeah. Rona has to jump all the way to her cat form. Oh, Lord. It's very hard for her up there. Sometimes she just looks at me and meows at me from her cat form. So her cat form is... Um, so John's mom, Holly, has um, casted off some cat... Things that her cat didn't like or okay. was too big for. Yeah. Um, and one of them was what we call Odie's cat fort. And it's like this little hutted yep. bed and he amazing. loves it. Yep. And then the other is this hammock thing that has suction cups that you – put to the window, which the instructions say that they cannot guarantee your cat's safety. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that just sounds dangerous. We push in the suction cups every night. It's like okay. a nightly ritual. Okay. Um, and at first, Rona didn't have much interest in it, and then she became obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it's, sounds awesome. She's up there all the time. It's unsafe. And then will meow at me from afar it's it wouldn't be that if the worst that could happen is she just falls probably three feet to the desk yeah so she'll be fine be fine yeah all right um um what else i think that we all in the last year learned that in the event of a zombie apocalypse mm. we should find you and john yes and go up into the mountains in colorado yes Okay. That was a good lesson to learn. It was. I'm glad we figured it out. Yeah. And I'm glad John can survive because I couldn't by myself. Right. And I'm glad you learned what it could be like when you binged watched seven seasons of The Walking (laughs) Dead (laughs) in like two days. It was more than that. (laughs) How long do you think that was? It was like Like a couple weeks. I think it was three weeks. Three weeks. (laughs) It's impressive. Don't be embarrassed. Thanks. I worked really hard. I know you really committed to that. Um, yeah, and I, now I have a lot of feelings about having to wait months. Yep. <laughs> months yeah, months for new episodes. It is coming back soon. We'll talk about that. Yeah, that's true. Um, what else? Any other favorite like stories that you can think about? Or um, well, let me. Th- I don't. I don't know. I was trying to think. We tell a lot of transportation stories. Yeah. Which I never would have guessed. Yeah, we do. But I was thinking back to, I think, in one of the very early episodes when I got stuck on a hill in downtown Denver. Oh, yeah. That was really early. That in was my somewhere. little car. Yeah, um most recently we know from Christmas your flight, My flight extravaganza oh, gosh. and our flat tire in Atlanta. Yeah, and we talked a lot. We talked about um US 36 express lane, which yep. is all finished now. Yeah. completed from start to finish. They still don't use those signs that they put up. No, but. I know. They, they say that they're going <laughs> to roll things out slowly and I'm like it's it's Sometimes been a long there's time. There's like pixels on them and I'm like, "Ooh, fun. What does that say?" And then it's nothing. Yeah. Well, I did um, see one sign was telling people to not cross the double white line <gasps> yes and I appreciate see? it because yes. people do it all the time it's really annoying and it makes someone me someone did it this morning and I got angry, angry. it's really fr- it's Ugh. follow the law I know you why is this difficult it's not it's not difficult it's not. see this is why we talk about transportation all the time because we both get really worked up about <laughs> it's also it because we commute <laughs> oh man um, um, what else yeah I don't know it's just been really fun and I was trying to think of, um, like, do you still get like reactions when people, cause this isn't just like, oh, I've recorded three episodes of a podcast now. Like <laughs> you've been doing this for a year. Like, yep. do you still get responses from people or like so, coworkers or anything like that? So I don't think any of my coworkers have listened, but they okay. all know about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. My favorite story of someone finding out that I had a podcast was when I was in a client meeting, um and it was a meeting with a bunch of different groups, and it was winding down, and one guy sitting next to me whispers, I found your podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and he's not on Facebook. So, like, it wasn't, like – someone so how liked, did he find it? He said that he, he never, just was like going through a black hole and found a black <laughs> hole of the internet. And yes, found our podcast. Found our podcast. Oh my gosh. So that was, and he didn't. He didn't listen. It's not yeah. probably his genre, but yeah, um, that's all right. But he did find it. That's really funny. I think that was the funniest. And then um, I know my cousin Marley listens on her way either to work or from work. Yeah, and I think the best compliment that I got was that she feels like we're sitting in the car with her. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, just cousin. Her, just talking. Yeah, that's <laughs> she awesome. She also has started watching The Bachelor, <laughs> in part because some of her friends watched it and we're yeah. talking about it all the time, and. Because of our podcast, oh my! Gosh. And she was like, "I love it and I hate it." <laughs> Carolyn's gonna be so mad. All Carolyn, our special guest star, our Midwestern correspondent. Midwestern, all she ever asks us every week is to stop talking <laughs> about, about, about The, the Bachelor. bachelor. <laughs> and so to know that somebody else enjoys it, yep, it's not just helping adding, our case any. it's Just adding to our numbers. I feel like she's secretly like lobbying people to get us to stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I have like I've had a bunch of coworkers. There's been a, like a couple that have listened once or twice, or mm-hmm. you know, like tuned in. And um, a former coworker watched The Bachelor and Bachelorette a lot, and so she would kind of catch up, and we would talk about it, but some of my coworkers just like think it's bizarre. Like, like at first don't understand. Yeah. And are like, what do you mean? <laughs> like what? I don't understand. How does that work? And then like, what happens after you record it? Like, where yeah. does it go? And like, oh, who listens who to listens it? And to like, do you talk? And I was about like, well, that is a great question. Actually. Yep. You're <laughs> listening. We know you are. Please tell us and talk to us. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that's always kind of funny. And then, like, more and more people here to bring it up. And um, I was on a work trip with a couple coworkers and we were driving up to Vail. So we had like two hours in the car mm-hmm. and we had all prepared by like downloading a couple podcasts of our favorite podcasts to listen to. Yeah. And then in the car, my one coworker was like, wait, remind me again. Like you have a podcast, right? Like you do this. And, um, it was an intern that was with us. And so she's only been her, like with us for a couple months and she was like, wait, I'm sorry. What, like, what do you do? <laughs> and so then I was explaining it like all over again. And I
1: yeah. don't know. It's
0: always just funny to hear people's reactions, reactions. to it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah. We'd love to hear more. I know. We would love to hear more. It's been a year, people. Talk to us. Talk to us. We Otherwise, we're just sitting here talking to each other like <laughs> dummies. Just kidding. We like it. <laughs> we like talking to each other. Yeah. I do. You know what? I'm wondering, um, do you feel like you have built up any skills in doing this? <laughs> I have um, thoughts about this. but So I, I think it pushes my creativity. Yeah. Like thinking of, you know, and... I I admit we're not always the most prepared when we talk about certain things. (laughs) Um, Like how many times have I been like, what's her name? (laughs) We have bad memories. That doesn't mean we don't prepare. (laughs) I guess that's sort of the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. But I think it pushes me to think of new ways to talk about things and, like, being creative with thinking of what people are interested in hearing. Yeah. You know, and then doing cool things like, I mean, Carolyn's uh, uh, bracket for shows, which – Yes. We've we kind of broke down because the shows were all terrible. <laughs> and we all stopped watching all of them. <laughs> pretty much. Um There's still a couple that we're oh, watching. A couple. Life in Pieces. Yeah, that might be the only one. Yeah. But I think so. Yeah. I finished Scream Queens. Oh, there you go. Which I have no problem saying. Oh yeah. r- that's another highlight. Okay. All right. Then I can say you can't. <laughs> True. Um I, I was p- thinking like I think just, you know, with like speaking it, it feels like accidental skill building. Of, yeah. Yeah. Like being creative, that's a good way that I hadn't thought about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, we do a lot because Sunrise Robot is a whole network and there are a lot of shows, um, you know, I've guested on Mike, one of like my husband's podcasts and yep. and I hear those all the time. And we talk about like, as a network, how do you increase listenership and mm-hmm. what do we think, like. How is marketing gonna impact this and all of that? And it's getting me to think about different things that I don't use yeah. in my job all the time. Yeah. Um, but with that, I was actually I found this pretty cool report. And I don't know how, I don't know. It's from the Reuters Institute, <laughs> and it's digital news project 2016. It'll be in the show notes, which is sunriserobot.net slash likely story slash twenty-six. Um, it took me a year. I finally memorized what our website is. (laughs) Um, but anyways, we'll put the link up there in the show notes. And what I thought was interesting was that there was a study that only about 17% of Americans listen to podcasts. Um, and that low and that the, one of the like hypotheses about this or something was, um, that there are so many podcasts that like, how do you get into, like, have people listening to you because there's so many to choose from. Yeah. Which is kind of like, it's, it's a little contradictory to me because I don't know, maybe contradictory is not the right word, but like if only 17% are listening, but there's so many, Yeah, like I just feel like there are so many and there are listeners for them. Yeah. And so I, I just wonder if there are more. And I mean like, I think this comes up with coworkers or just, you know, other people you meet Mm -hmm. and you hear like, Maybe we are just talking to people like us because yes. I hear them talking about, like, oh, what's your favorite podcast? Or I listen to this, or you know, it comes up a lot more in natural conversation, I think, at least maybe an echo chamber in the circles we're running in. I, whatever, yeah, yeah. but I mean, that could make sense. I don't know, I suppose I could believe that only 17% of Americans listen. Um, I but guess. there are like 300 million Americans, yeah, well, wait, over. 300 million people living in the United States. Yes. According to the census, if I know how to use numbers, which is questionable. I please, was just about to say. Are you sure? Yeah, please no, fact check that. Cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We've got um, we've got a year now under our belts. Yeah. We've got a couple changes we're going to make. Yep. A couple improvements. Improvements. Um, Fine tuning. Yeah. Making it better. Yeah. Hopefully. And we would love to hear from you about how you would like us to make it better, except for Carolyn, we know you want us to stop talking about The Bachelor. And we will continue to talk about The Bachelor. <laughs> so if anyone else, Carolyn, we love you. If anyone else has suggestions or ideas, <laughs> let us know. Let us know on Facebook. Facebook. Facebook.com slash Show. Yep. Or on Twitter. I'm at N K And I'm at Shelby Elizabeth. Do it. Do it right now. Yeah. Tweet at us. Unless you're driving. Yeah, don't do that. Do Uh, it when you're parked or just pull over to the side of the road and then. This is that (laughs) important. Pull over. Pull over. Right now and tweet at us. Yes. (laughs) Don't cross a double white line, though. It's against the law. It is. We are rule followers. We are. All right. So I have something for you. Okay. Um, And this will also be in the show notes so that (laughs) all of our lovely listeners can experience this as well. So I'm on Twitter this afternoon. And I find I f- a friend posts um, this article and she says, I'm pulling it up right now because of co- again, so many, oh, I'm man. so prepared. Then, um pull your life together. Because she said it so perfectly and I feel like it's better than the title of the story. Oh, okay. At some point I'm going to read this in like a very ominous voice, <laughs> but go ahead. A female shark in Seoul Aquarium didn't like a male shark bumping into her, so she ate him. It's (laughs) true. It's true. A shark in the Seoul Aquarium ate a male shark because she was sick of him bumping into her, so she ate him. Yeah, and there's video of it. There's video. It's weird. And you see she ate him headfirst. Yep. And just kind of munched down, and she looks all bloated because she ate a shark. yeah. And um, it, it took, so it took, I'm reading from the article, it's a Newsweek article, it took the eight-year-old female 21 hours to eat the five-year-old male inside the tank. According to the video of the consumption, the female shark started uh, with the male's head and slowly went about consuming the rest of the body. No, okay, here is my problem. I have many. With this video, my problem <laughs> is that there are clearly other sharks in this aquarium <laughs> yes. and they're still like swimming around nearby her. Yeah, get away. I know she literally just ate one of your friends. This, I think, is a great um uh response to street harassment. If yeah. you <laughs> harass women on the street, we will start. We'll- We'll cannibalize you. We'll start <laughs> eating you. I, I don't think that will I actually you happen. I think lost but- the analogy halfway through there. But <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. It's there. Okay. Yeah. So We're a female shark there. ate a male yeah. shark because he bumped into her too many times. So in light of our recent... By that, I mean, in the last five minutes, our discussion about how we're making improvements to the podcast, <laughs> what we went with first was a video where a female shark ate a male shark. Yes. Whole. Whole. Okay. Munched them down. We're on a roll here. Uh, yep. What, <laughs> what else? What's next? Well, this isn't... I, I don't know how to do a good transition. Nope, there is no transition from these subjects. <laughs> Um, so we're gonna talk about the academy and diversity. Yes, <laughs> and the so, Oscars and Hollywood one, and TV. Yes. One of the things that we <laughs> um excuse you. I'm sorry. One of the things that we had talked about when we were thinking about talked about what we're talking about. Oh my gosh, am I Phil Sims? Okay. <laughs> talk about what you're talking about. Uh we were trying to brainstorm how we wanted to change the podcast every year and not something major, but just improvements or something that would make it fun for us to continue um, talking about. And so we had both thought of just kind of adding in an element of some more preparation on our part. (laughs) So we'll see how this goes, but adding in kind of an article or a bigger topic that we can just kind of discuss from our perspective. And sometimes that might be serious and sometimes it might not be serious at mm-hmm. all. Sometimes we may have spent 30 minutes on a shark. Yeah. Which we didn't tonight. But I can't promise it won't happen in the future. <laughs> it's true. Or bears. We could oh, go back to the bears. A lot of bears. <laughs> so, um, yeah. We're going to go with that and see how this works. And we already gave you all the ways to engage with us. So you can share your thoughts. But we had talked last episode, episode 25, um, about the Academy Awards and that the nominations were mm-hmm. out and that um, there had been a really, really public and, and loud outcry about the lack of diversity and some folks that felt very snubbed, especially in light of that. Yeah. Um, and we just wanted to dig in a little bit deeper. Yeah. So what did you, you had heard um, maybe an NPR story first and you had sent me a really great article. Do you want to? Sure. Um- so, well, let's back up just a little bit. Yes. Um, so the Academy actually has changed um, – they they have a goal. So their goal yes. is to double the number of diverse members by 2020. Yes. So the the Academy got together and then issued a statement after, yep. like, they met – And so – and I have the statement, and this will be in our show notes as well. Um, They just say in a unanimous vote Thursday night, which was January 21st, the Board of Governors of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences approved a sweeping series of substantial changes designed to make the Academy membership, its governing bodies, and its voting members significantly more diverse. And so the goal is to commit to doubling the number of women and diverse members of the Academy by 2020. And the quote – which I think we'll dig into a little bit, is um, from the president, Cheryl Boone Isaacs. Uh, The academy is going to lead and not wait for the industry to catch up. These new measures regarding governance and voting will have an immediate impact and begin the process significantly changing our membership composition. Yeah. So they are changing, and I don't want to get too in the weeds with this, but they are changing the way people are eligible to vote. Mm-hmm. um which people have criticized as potentially ageist so we're getting into a whole new yeah because people have to have been active in the film industry within a certain number of years so it yep. it takes kind of that elder folks that haven't aren't involved in the film industry and haven't been for the last 10 years it kind of takes them out of the picture yep so there's that aspect that has been getting some criticism um interesting so that's yeah that's what they're going to that's what they're going to do. Yeah. So there there was actually before um there's this uh LA Times article that I wanted to talk about and then maybe we could get to the NPR yeah. story. Um cuz I think that's really it's good follow up, but we've talked about um you and I as we were preparing and I mean, lots of social media, lots of articles about kind yep. of this cycle of well, why aren't Movies, more diverse. Why weren't the awards? Why weren't the nominations? And then you have arguments um, uh, looking here. Like you have arguments saying, well, awards are, you know, measures of excellence and you don't, um, excuse me, sound on my computer. (laughs) Hello. Um, You don't, you don't want to like just award you know, females and directors or actors of color, you know, just willy nilly. When these awards are about excellence, okay, that's a terrible argument. <laughs> a horrible. Argument. Uh, I'm just <laughs> repeating what we're seeing in a lot of articles, and then um, another argument that this uh, L.A. Times article goes into, I think, really well, is that some are saying that there's kind of this homogeneous nature of the nominee list and that it reflects society and it reflects the values that we're seeing. Um, But the, the article goes into more of how this is an economy. And so they have this great... I just want to read... It's a pretty short quote, but it just says that there are ways to improve this and it is really important because it's art and art reflects our society. And so it says, when we praise and reward certain stories or images... Whether by big box office or gold statues, we reveal that um, we reveal what we as a society value, the kinds of people we find interesting, the characteristics we revere and revile, And we show the paths we hope to choose or avoid, and the lessons we have learned or not learned from history. And so it's going on to say that like, Hollywood is an economy. And so if the awards do take the lead on this to show, um, that we're valuing diverse perspectives mm-hmm. and um, performances from females and actors and actresses of color, then like Hollywood will get their act together Yeah, and they'll start making movies that, that show those values as well. And it'll be this cycle that yeah. will improve. And I mean, we all know it takes time because we are very slow at learning from history. Yep. Um, but I just, I thought that perspective was really interesting to me. Yeah. I don't know. I um, thought it was a helpful frame. Yeah, I th- I agree. Optimistic, um, maybe. Yeah. I would. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this NPR article um, really breaks down kind of um, di- the Hollywood racial diversity and gender diversity, and it's specifically looking at 2013. Okay. And so just I think the most – well, it's all kind of telling. So looking at the gender diversity – Lead actors in a film, 75% of them are male and only 25% of them are female. Yep. So fifty the women make up 50% of the population, but only 25% of leads Lead. in movies. Yes, I totally see that. And then worst, worse. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it is the worst is directors, where 94% of directors are male and only... Six percent I can't do math <laughs> <laughs> Wow, six percent are female, yeah, that's really interesting, so yeah it's it gets I, a little bit better with t v so broadcast yeah. t v um seventy one percent is male and twenty nine percent is female, so look, look at how much better of show creators of show creators, yeah, um, I mean, broadcast. it's better, which I mean, it's sad that you're like, oh, that's better, and then it gets worse when we talk about ethnic minorities who make up. Nearly forty percent of the U.S. population, So is ten percent less of women, um, but so the report states that the the CEOs or chairs running the eighteen studios that were examined uh-huh. was ninety four percent white and a hundred percent male. Okay, <laughs> so it, it's yeah, it's pretty bad. But it's interesting because in the same study it says that diversity sells so movies right. that have diverse casts and diverse leads and just more diversity with minorities and women in general make more money right they're more reflective of the population yeah. and the values that and so people the population may hold so yeah. you're going to see those things yeah. more yeah you see yourself in yeah. them or pe- you know people in general see themselves being portrayed um in them so right and that's why it's so important. Um, another study, and I can find this, but um, was talking about uh, image mm-hmm. and how people view themselves. And they specifically looked at teenagers. Interesting. Okay. And when talking about what TV shows they watched and movies they watched, yeah. um, minority – they I think only looked at men in the study. Uh, minority men had a negative image of themselves – and white and and all of the people that they looked at white men or white boys yeah. teenagers were the only group that felt good about themselves huh. after like cuz they saw doing. themselves reflected in yes exactly or... and that's why diversity in our pop culture is so important yeah yeah i thought yeah i mean like this one that was really um really telling to me was, uh, from the same NPR study that ethnic minorities who make up nearly 40% of the U S population, um, received only 17% of lead roles in theatrical films. Um, and it's actually, this is the one case that I think goes against the rest of their study, which is that, um, the TV is actually worse in terms of uh, show creators are ninety four percent yeah white um on broadcast TV and show creators on cable TV are eighty nine percent white, but overall, they're seeing that TV studios are starting to change a lot faster than the yeah. film industry so and when, and they're saying and they talk about it, and film always lags behind television um in the Hunt says that one of the men that was talking about this study said that I think part of it has to um has to deal with in many ways the higher risk associated with film. Mm-hmm. So it costs, I mean, studio producers make relatively few films a year because it costs hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. So we were kind of talking about how since, those people and those executives are white men, right? That to stick in their comfort zone and have seen success, they stay with that trope of white male leads, right. In their films, right? And stay in the comfort zone. Yeah. When I had first the statement that the Academy had put out, as you had said, that they want to be leaders in this, yeah. like when I originally read that, I kind of chuckled of like, wait, what? Like, yeah. How are you? I mean, there was enormous outcry. There were actors on both sides of the issue yeah. and of all racial and ethnic backgrounds kind of getting into this of like boycotting or not, or what does that mean? Or yeah. what are we trying to do to fix it? And so I was like, wait, what? The Academy's leading on this. But now that I look at some of the data and thinking about how uh, much better TV is doing. Mm-hmm. Like, we're clearly not there. Yeah. Um, but it's so much better. The, yeah, they've made they made a very good point um, with TV. I mean, you can make TV a lot quicker. You throw up a lot of different things that yep. are pilots, and you see what catches on. Um as we know, because but, we watched them all, I know and we watched them all. <laughs> um, but Darnell Hunt, so one of the study's co-authors um, in the piece with NPR, where he's explaining and talking about this, you know, he mentioned that 2015 had a lot of great. I mean, we're seeing um, Jane the Virgin, How to Get Away with Murder, Blackish, Empire, Fresh Off the Boat. Um, there are a handful of other shows yeah. listed w- in TV that are doing really well and like still now in January at the end of January have good ratings and you know some were saved by a lot of support and diverse populations and so um that was just something I guess I wouldn't have put together until we started digging into it yeah um what was it the other oh the other article you had sent me that um really related to this was about Samantha B. oh yeah in her new late night show So, as you guys probably know, um, Samantha Bee um, from The Daily Show um, is starting her new late night satire news show here soon. Soon, like two weeks, I think. Um, So, she and um, her colleague, Miller, who I don't actually know who that is. (laughs) Um, Oh, look. Keep talking. (laughs) um, So... The New York Magazine did a um, profile of Samantha B and um, the comedian, just Samantha B outlined how much work went into ensuring that their writers weren't all white men because that's the case in a lot of writers' rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, so they worked really hard to create a diverse production staff and they um, created a blind application process to make it more accessible to people who had tr- traditionally not spent time in writers rooms. Interesting. Um, and what happened was, and this is pretty incredible I think, um, the writing staff is now 50% female and 30% non-white. That's awesome. Yeah. So just by making a few changes and like being cognizant. In their hiring process. Yeah. And being cognizant of the fact that they wanted to break the norm and like have a diverse right. staff and crew. Yeah. They did. And it wasn't difficult people make it sometimes seem like it's it's too hard to find diversity and to hire diversity yeah but it's it's not there's ways to, <laughs> to right. like help with that process to make it yeah better right yeah and i think That's the awesome. film industry can learn something from that yeah yeah i mean what, and it should speak to their pocketbooks they'll make more money i know that it seems make, like I know. a no-brainer. I'm confused. Um, well, I'm interested. I mean, knowing this too about I hadn't seen about the like deeper efforts that they went to with the writers' room at Samantha so the Bee's new show, Full Frontal. So I'm looking. I'm more excited about looking into it and yeah. and checking it out because I think they'll cross a lot of boundaries <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that she's probably been waiting. Waiting to do, yeah. Just being the first female to host a late night show, yeah, is, per- is boundary yeah. breaking. I mean, because there was there was the, I mean, the whole discussion when Jon Stewart left and who mm-hmm. was going to take over, and was it finally going to be a female, yeah, or you know what were they going to do? And um, I mean, they have a great they have a great host, yeah. They've worked, I think that you know, Comedy Central at least has worked really well on getting hosts of color in both of those two, um, late night spots, but yeah. then it was still no <laughs> yeah. female hosts no and women. we know that females can be funny. Yeah. So we're hilarious. Yeah. I mean, proof point right here, a <laughs> hashtag <beard>. likely story. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that was, I mean, I think it's really interesting. It'll be, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm curious to see how the Academy Awards go and how, um, like comments from the host and comments from people accepting awards, if there's more statement and more push from them to continue this effort. Yeah. And then, if we see in following years anything kind of changing with yeah, um, with Hollywood and or the awards, and kind of see, I did like the last was that the diversity debate made it to the White House. Yeah. <laughs> um. And there is uh, there's a social media hashtag. It's hashtag #OscarsSoWhite, which I was. Um, Googling that, yeah. Hashtag. Well, I wasn't googling. I was looking on um, Twitter, and then I immediately regretted it. Yeah, because Paris Hilton, um, not Paris Hilton. I'm sorry. uh, The other Paris, um, Perez, uh, Perez, Perez Hilton, Perez Hilton Um, wrote a story about Bristol Palin, um, saying that, uh, like, slamming the hashtag. Yeah. Uh, oh, so Perez boy. Hilton says Bristol Palin has an opinion on Oscars so white controversy, and it's just the worst. And it is. Oh no! And she basically says Bristol Palin slams Oscars so white. Says Jada Jada Pickett Smith started it because her husband wasn't getting nominated. So yikes! Yeah, come on. Okay. <laughs> Wow, um, that's unfortunate. Yes, it is. Some people shouldn't be allowed on social media. I agree. Um, I agree. okay. She was blogging actually. Oh. Well, I mean, she's entitled to her opinion. I think it probably started for very different reasons and it might be somewhere to just check out the thread to see if there's um interesting engagement. Oh no, you're you're reading more. No, it's a black hole, maybe not. I take it back. Guys, don't look at this. She says, as, okay, so she talks about Jada Pickett-Smith starting it because her husband wasn't getting nominated. She was kind of the original to call for the boycott yeah. of the awards. Yeah. yeah. And then Palin Bristol, Palin goes on to say, I don't know how other people think about it, but I hope my son sees early on that not everyone gets a trophy. <gasps> Come on, oh, no, there's so much more to this. It's not about getting a trophy, oh, and she continues on. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, I went down no. a black hole. No, you're never coming out. We shouldn't segregate ourselves or limit Black History Month to one month a year. I wish things I wish things were really colorblind i'm That's the worst, worst, worst thing you can say. (laughs) If anyone takes diversity sensitivity training, you know that that's not okay. (laughs) Oh, no. I don't know uh, what we can do as a society to come together as one. Well, your blog isn't helping anyone. No. Okay, we got to get out of this black hole. (laughs) No, no. Closing out of Twitter. Um, I think it's just important to stay engaged and be open to learning other perspectives. Yes. Surrounding yourself with lots of amazing people. Yes. And that's how you learn and break out of things that maybe are just because that's how you grew up or that, whatever it is. It's your safe zone. Just kind of exit that and be supportive of all people and especially those that need support. Yeah. Because, you know, it sucks. Yeah. When 94% of directors are white men. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, it's bad. Okay. Stuff Um, we put at the end of an episode. Yay. In an effort to improve our podcast, we're continuing (laughs) with the amazing segment called Stuff Stuff We We Put Put at the End end of an Episode. episode. Started out. As rumor roundup. Then we realized we have no rumors. <laughs> we were bad at collecting rumors. That was terrible. <laughs> now this is just stuff at the end of an episode. Yes. What you got? The Bachelor. I'm going to need you to update this cuz <laughs> I could not make it through this week's episode. It was a little trying. So first of all there was a lot of screaming. There was a lot of screaming. They went to Las Vegas and so uh, Chris Harrison told them and it was like There was a lot of screaming. It was bad. Um, Felix was sleeping in the room (laughs) while I was watching, and he, like, woke up, looked at the TV, looked at me, and then, like, disgusted, put his head back down. (laughs) Um, Olivia is the worst. She's the worst. This is the ex-newscaster. Yeah. But she still says that her employment is news- Okay. Yeah. Reporter or whatever. Whatever. I'm so not interested in her taking up more of my life.
1: Um, Is she
0: still on the show? Yes. Ugh. She got the last rose again. Oh, my gosh. That and, makes me feel better. And she was like, I know. He's just saving the best for last. Not a thing. Nope. Okay. It means you got to get your shit together or you're out. I know. You're out. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um there was a talent show cuz they were in Vegas. I did see that part of the episode. Um, it was bad. Well, Olivia was bad. Yes. The twins had an amazing... The twins had an amazing little... Um, Irish step dancing. Yeah, like river dance yeah. performance. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> um, and uh, some one of the girls... Uh, oh, the kindergarten teacher, who I'm thinking might make it to the final three now. I just don't remember her name. I don't either. She, I only noticed her this episode, so... Yeah. But she has long blonde hair, and we know it's from true. other spoilers that... When he the, goes to the three people that make it to the hometown date yeah, have long blonde hair. Yes. Unless I was also thinking about this, because the men don't usually do the, the bachelor or the bachelorette doesn't usually do a hometown date. Yeah. It's usually um he, they go to the hometown of four people, women or men, depending on the yeah. show. And like he goes to their, their hometown. hometown. And so I'm wondering if it was, like, Chris's season, and maybe you weren't watching it at this point, but they went to his hometown. Yeah, yeah. But it was, like, six or eight of them still. So I'm wondering if maybe there were more girls, but he had, like, specific dates with these three girls? Yeah. It's a possibility. It is a possibility. I mean, unless they're totally changing up the setup, because normally... They could have. They meet his parents in, like, some exotic place where he But, I mean, here's here's the thing. My sister still lived in that town when this all happened. (laughs) It is a very small town. Yes. Like, I do not think that there would have been a group date with six people and the town not know about it. Well, they could have. Well, unless they were sequestered in their hotel. Well, like like if if they they are. If they didn't have a group date. Yeah. And so they weren't allowed yeah, out, exactly. that would have been I'm, something. That's what I'm thinking it might be. But there were three distinct girls that people in the town have photos of. Because, the, But only from the three, behind. The three-person date is usually the fantasy suite date. You can't tell me they did the fantasy suite in, in Warsaw, <laughs> Indiana. I mean, there are other towns close by. <laughs> like oh here's our romance i mean i know i don't know i'm very confused I mean, I, but i'm just thinking that the kindergarten teacher name i don't know because i just noticed her this episode yeah. could be one of those because she has yeah. long blonde hair and he seems I to mean, have a good connection with her they could have had a group date in a bigger city like they could have gone to like indianapolis or somewhere oh, yeah. or, like chicago and then, he takes a and then he could have taken a couple i mean because chicago is close enough that they yeah. could have done that um yeah, I'm not sure, but I also, the only, I do know the kindergarten teacher's from like Ann Arbor because I yeah. really wanted to like her, but then I forgot about her. Yeah, I don't, sorry. she's fine. Yeah. They seem to have a good connection. Yeah. And it's very clear that him and Lauren B are like, yes, she's still my pick for the winner. I think she's going to be the winner. Quote unquote winner. Whatever, <laughs> I know. It's a competition, winner. It's the competition. I think she'll it's yeah. just becoming more evident like every time he's with her it's just a different level of yeah. attention and i think so too like flirtation and all of that i think so too um kayla was adorable otherwise known as ohio otherwise <laughs> known as ohio um because yeah. her name is spelled silly yeah. um I really like her. I don't know how much longer she's going to yeah. be around. I'm starting to get nervous. It's not going to be much longer. I know, but she's so she's so light and fluffy. So who went home this past week? Amber went home. Oh, and someone that we don't know. Okay. <laughs> Did Kaylin's uh, friend? Is she still yeah, around? Yeah, she's gone. She's gone. She was, was she gone, gone a while last, ago, last week. Oh, she was. She <laughs> yeah. talked about getting cats. Right? Yeah, she, she's going to become a cat lady. I'm like in you're house. 23, you got time. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. You can get cats too. It's fine. Yeah. Um, okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, and the next I didn't I did I see a preview for the next episode? I don't know. I don't know. I might finish it. I so I honestly I made it through the talent competition in Vegas and then I made it through the initial setup. He had a one on one date with Becca and they go to a chapel and oh, she's wearing yeah. a wedding dress. Like Ugh. he sends her a wedding dress that she Ugh. puts on She gets picked up and chauffeured to this little chapel and he gets down on one knee and then he makes a joke about how he's going to marry a bunch of people. It's weird. Because he like became an efficient or whatever. It's weird. That is crossing the line. It's weird. These women are all here to marry you and they're all a little bit off and you send one of them a a wedding wedding dress dress, and then take her to a church and get down on one knee and like... I did watch for, like, two more seconds where she was, like, laughing hysterically, like, oh, thank God I didn't have to answer you right now. (laughs) That was terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, what if it would have been one of the slightly crazier ones who were, like, disappointed and suddenly like like, olivia mentally destroyed like olivia yeah i mean i guess there's a reason he didn't take olivia on that date but it's true so anyways that's where i stopped watching because i just couldn't handle it anymore i did appreciate in later on in the date they have a conversation because she's a virgin right and he admitted on last season's bachelorette that he is not a virgin in one of the dates because they had a lie detector test yeah and they had i thought what what I thought was a good conversation about, like, oh. he was like, "Is that okay with you? Like, what yeah. does that mean to you? Like, because he, I mean, like, we know he, like, he has Midwestern values. We yes. know he's religious. Yeah, like, so, yeah, I would hope that would be a good conversation for them. Yeah, to have. it was in one that I don't feel like is normally filmed. And aired on television. Yeah. But I thought it went really okay. well for it. I'll give it another chance yeah. this weekend. I don't particularly love Becca. Becca could also be one of the three girls because she has long blonde hair. I know. I don't. I, I, uh, but I don't see it. I just don't see it. And I really, really don't like that we saw her doing the same exact thing with someone else. Yeah. A year ago. Yeah. I just don't like it. And she it says on the like, date, she was like, this is so different. And it's like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. know. Kind of seems the same. <laughs> you were pretty into Chris. Yep. <laughs> like you made it to the final, final two. two. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. So we'll see. Next week should be good as always. Okay. Um what are you uh what are you currently like watching um, just like in general I watch well the shows that we normally talk about, so like Life in Pieces, yeah. I watch Scandal and um, Grey's Anatomy. I don't know why I still watch yeah. Grey's Anatomy, we but know, I do. Nobody knows. Um, everybody who's watching Grey's Anatomy still doesn't know why they're still watching <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. I don't think there's anyone out there that's like, I know why I'm watching Grey's Anatomy. We need Grey's to like, do some sort of study. There's some like subliminal message in that show <laughs> yes. that just like, gets you to keep oh, watching. But it's so good and not no, at all. No. Have you watched it? No. No. Not since like... Season 40, <laughs> which was like 20 years ago. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy was another show that I binge watched in like a short amount of time. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. And like caught up to present day. Yeah. And then Some, New Girl. New Girl, of course. Of course. Um, and then John and I are watching Deadwood. Oh, okay. He's watching for the second time. Okay. Um, if you are sensitive to language, I suggest you not watch the show. Okay. Good to know. I won't repeat anything that they say on that show, on this podcast. We would need to put an explicit. I I think I only maybe watched one episode, like, when it was on. Mm -hmm. I had some friends that really liked it, and I've always meant to go catch up because I imagined I would like it. Yeah, but it's a good show. John's watching it for the second time, which I think I already said. Yes. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) He liked it so much he's watching yes. it twice, and you like it so much you told us twice. Yep, um, that's awesome. And then I'm watching the Nick, which is on Cinemax. Okay, and it has Clive Owen as the oh, star. Yeah, and it takes place in the 1900s um, at the Knickerbocker Ho- Knickerbocker Hospital. Hospital. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. It's pretty good. Okay, I like it. Yeah. I have been, uh, Mike and I have been watching Jessica Jones finally on Netflix. I've heard so many good things, but I just haven't started it yet. So Mike has been waiting for me to catch up because he like went through and I was out of town. And so then he watched like three more episodes. So he only has the finale of the season and I think I have three more. Okay, Um, It is really good. It is very dark. Okay. And it gives me a lot of anxiety, but not, I don't know. Honestly, like, not as much anxiety as, like, The Walking Dead yeah. or a couple other shows that are, like, really bad. Um, it's comic book style. And so, it, I mean, it's at Marvel, it's amazing, but it's dark. And okay. so, because of that, I am also now watching The Great American Food Truck Race. <laughs> Because to balance it out, (laughs) I needed like, I have to watch a Jessica Jones. And then like, if I'm like going to bed soon after something, then I have to watch something absolutely ridiculous to like get it out of my head. So I've been like watching old seasons of the great American (laughs) food truck race on Netflix. And it's just so funny sometimes. Um, And then Top Chef and New Girl are really it. And then we have a lot coming back. Finally. Finally. Oh my gosh, February! Thank you. Well, we d- we don't get um, <laughs> our favorite ridiculous show. Um, uh... <laughs> your mind, like I wish we had a video in here right now because your face is so blank right now. Quantico, <laughs> okay. Quantico, Quantico, Quantico. When does that come back? March, March. Okay. Yeah. Well, but in February, we'll get The Walking Dead is back. Better, Better Call Saul is back. Um, on FX, the OJ Simpson trial, whatever, the people versus OJ Simpson. I haven't decided if I'm watching that yet. I, You know what? Here's the funny thing. On that trip recently with coworkers, the podca- we were listening to this podcast called Criminal, mm-hmm. and uh, which is a great way they were marketing to their audience. But before everyone, which is like 20 minutes, mm-hmm. They were advertising the people versus o j Simpson, and we listened to like four episodes of Criminal yeah. because they're twenty minutes long, yeah, and so we kept hearing the advertisement and then that spurred a lot of conversation. and now I'm definitely at least intrigued to like mm. check it out and see because cool. it's it's gonna be it's like the um the same style uh, as American Horror Story, right? It's like it's the new American crime yeah. story version of that. Yeah. So we'll see. Cool. I'm mostly excited about Better Call Saul so and excited. Walking Dead. Yes, yes. yes. Um, <laughs> and then, oh, House of Cards on Netflix isn't until March, so we've, yeah. we have time on have that time. one. But, yeah. Cool, cool. I think. Uh, In other news, which we don't need to – Um, I think it's been two weeks since <laughs> – it was a quick recovery for the Steelers Nation. We very quickly went got from over it. Well, yeah, because every Steelers fan that I know yeah. was cheering for the Broncos the very next week. <laughs> that is how much we hate the Patriots. The Patriots. <laughs> we just got beat by you guys because yes. of a fumble that you marketed on. We don't need to get into it. <laughs> I mean, that's why you won. You We fumbled the ball first. Uh, um, yeah but uh we very quickly turned around yes. we we're like Go Broncos these people hate the hate, hate that game hate. was crazy so crazy like I, there was a lot of yelling here there was a lot of me like looking away like i can't watch and then like obviously watching cuz i needed to know my friend but tasha will turn the games off if they're too stressful I, oh my gosh <laughs> it was amazing and now the broncos are going to the super bowl and i don't know that anyone thought this could happen and it could be amazing, and I'm just so nervous and worried to, like, yeah. open my heart up again. <laughs> I just hope it's a good game. Um, we, Mike and I already decided that we will not be watching the game with anyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, our friends Christina and Mike, uh, when we were in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, we went to their house, and it was lovely, and we had amazing food, and we had a great time. And then we left in the middle of the third quarter. <laughs> yep. And, like, on the way home, we're just like we can never go to their house again. We can't ever come back here. We can't even be friends with them anymore. <laughs> and obviously we didn't mean it because they're very good friends of ours and we've been back to their house. But, like, we just had this moment of, like, we just can't do this again. Yep. And so when they won um, last week and we knew they were going to the Super Bowl, we both looked at each other and we were like, can we agree we are watching together at home and it will be great and it will be fun and we will celebrate together? <laughs> yes. Um, but, yes, yeah, so go Broncos. Go Broncos. It's going to be amazing. sure hope so. Me too. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, my gosh. We just recorded our 26th podcast. What? Which has been a year. Happy anniversary to us. And now we're done we're with done. this episode. We're done. Um, so we love feedback, like we said. Tweeted us, uh, me. Shelby, that's me, at Shelby Elizabeth, and Polly at Polly NK. If you have um, article suggestions or topics that you've been looking into or comments about our episode now, please reach out and engage and talk to us because that would be awesome. Yep. Um, Subscribe in your favorite podcatcher so you never miss an episode using the RSS or iTunes buttons on our website. You can also support us directly at Patreon at patreon.com slash sunriserobot. And as always, special thanks to our amazing Patreon superstar level sponsors, <laughs> Carolyn Crout and Benji Robinson. You guys are awesome. Yay! Yay. Thanks. thanks. Bye.